Welcome to the Wealthy Woman Podcast. You're here because you're a high-achieving woman that wants it all. The success, wealth, time freedom, and genuine joy in your life. Hi, I'm Lauren, and I'm here to tell you, you can. You can have it all. But what is true wealth? It's not just money and achievements because success without happiness and fulfillment isn't success at all. Here, we're going to have conversations about creating a beautiful life alongside the success that you're striving for. If you want to create long-lasting success that's fully in alignment with the life you desire to live by working less, making more, and stepping into the version of yourself you've always wanted to be, then you're in the right place. Let's roll into today's episode. Hello, gorgeous ladies. Welcome back to the show. I am so excited about today's episode topic because this one has been a few months in the making. Today, we're going to talk about the energetics of debt. And when I say this has been months in the making, I really mean that. If you go back and listen to the episode titled All Things Money, which I will link in the show notes, I briefly talked about debt. I briefly talked about a lot of things with regards to money in that episode, and that was on purpose. And I had this intention, I still have this intention to go back and elaborate more on some of the things that I discussed in that episode. And even at the time, my podcast producer was like, you should really do an episode, like one episode on each of these things that you touched on. And so that has been my intention for a while now. And then about, I think it was about a month ago, I had a former client reach out because she was struggling with a debt situation that she was in. And in talking her through that, I was like, okay, this is the sign that I need to publish this episode on debt. I really need to sit down and record this one because just talking her through it really helped her to change her mindset and the stories she was telling about the debt that she was dealing with in a really positive and helpful way. And so it has been on my list of episodes to record since then, and now I am finally sitting down and we are going to talk about debt. So I feel like I have to always start these episodes with a disclaimer. I am not a financial advisor. I am not certified in anything financially. So this is purely for informational and educational purposes. If this resonates with you, take it, use it. If it doesn't resonate with you, leave it. But I feel like I have to give that disclaimer every time I talk about money in this way. What this also is not is this also is not a step-by-step plan for how you specifically can eliminate your debt. This is like the step before that. (laughs) Mindset is always the step before action. Mindset, identity, energetics, that's always the step we have to take before we can take any action. So we're talking about today the energetics of debt. What does that really mean? It means the stories we tell around debt, the beliefs we have about the debt that we have, and the identity that we have embodied with relation to our debt. And is that helpful or 
harmful. So the problem with debt is that we tend to feel so much shame around it. Whether we got into debt for a productive reason or an unproductive reason, and I'm going to talk about that later in the episode, using those terms instead of good versus bad, productive versus unproductive, it doesn't matter how we got into debt. We're not going to talk about that today. What we're going to talk about is how do we start to shift so that we can create change and so that we can remove the shame that we feel around the debt that we have because you're never going to create lasting change from a place of shame. So again, the problem with debt is that we tend to feel so much shame around it. Where does this shame come from? Well, it comes from the stories that society tells us for the most part, right? We have a lot of stories around, well, this debt is good debt and that debt is bad debt. Well, what makes debt good or bad, right? So some people will say that certain types of debt are good and other types of debt are bad. Other people will say the opposite. It's a very subjective thing, but there has come a consensus in society around good debt versus bad debt. We are made to believe that if you have debt, it needs to be your top priority to pay it off, right? Like you can't do anything fun until you pay off your debt. If you have debt, you can't travel. You can't invest in yourself. You can't buy fun things. You can't... um, You can't put money away in savings. Like, you have to pay off your debt, right? Like, we hear those stories a lot. And for the most part, for most people, these stories are unhelpful in creating lasting change. So if you go back to the episode I did on the hierarchy of change, and I will make sure that is linked in the show notes as well, I talked you through how we create lasting change. And in order to really create lasting change, we have to change on the identity level and the mindset and values level first. And we have to shift our stories, our beliefs, and our identity to be in alignment with the kind of change we want to create. So embodying and embracing these unhelpful stories is never going to help us create the change we want. Shame is not a positive motivator. Shame leads to, like I said, unhelpful stories, beliefs, and identities. And we've talked about how these are the things that create our reality. Our thoughts, our beliefs, our identity, that is what creates our reality on so many different levels. And I'll link the podcast where I talked about that as well. So I'll link three podcasts for you in the show notes. If you didn't get a chance to listen to those, I'd highly recommend after you listen to this to go back and listen to those because it's going to make a lot of sense as to why we need to look at this part of debt first in order to create lasting change. But shame, you guys, is not a positive motivator. And yet most people who have debt tend to feel a lot of shame around having that debt. And so because they have the shame and these unhelpful stories and beliefs and identities around debt, they have a really hard time 
getting rid of that debt or taking action, taking positive action towards that debt. So what is debt really? It's really just a decision to pay something off over time with interest. And you guys, debt can be a really incredible thing, right? It allows you to invest in things that you may not have the full amount of money to invest in up front. Think about a house. Like most people buy their homes on mortgages. Mortgage, a mortgage is debt. Think about schooling. If you went to college and you took out student loans, that is debt. Think about investing in improving yourself. People choose to pay things off with payment plans. Payment plans are technically debt. So we can use debt in a really, really productive and positive way. And if you look at the wealthy, the wealthy really use debt in this productive way. So the wealthy use debt to make more money. They leverage their wealth and go into debt to create more wealth. So debt is neutral. Just like everything else, debt has no meaning until we give it meaning. The wealthy give debt a positive and productive meaning and they use it in a productive way to create more wealth. I was actually in a program with Amanda Francis and Melanie Ann Lair that was all about money and wealth. And I remember Amanda sharing something her financial advisor shared with her and he was talking about how the ultra wealthy will borrow money based on their wealth. So they're, they'll put their wealth up as collateral, their net worth or whatever you know they have. They'll put that up as collateral and they'll borrow money. So they're actually using money that's not their own and they're spending that money. And then because they have debt and they're making interest payments, they receive tax savings on that. And that's one way that the ultra wealthy end up paying less taxes. And my mind was blown. My mind was blown, you guys. And I was like, oh my gosh. Pretty much like everything else, the wealthy just look at money in a completely different way. They tell different stories about money. They use money differently. They have different beliefs around money. And it's the same thing with debt. So what we want to do is we want to start to shift the stories we're telling around debt, shift our feelings we have around debt, shift the beliefs we have around debt into ones that are helpful and ones that serve us because we that is how we're going to create lasting change when it comes to debt. Now, debt can also get out of hand, right? It can. There are people that have debt that is what I would call unproductive debt. So we're going to get rid of the labels good versus bad. We're not going to say like a mortgage is good debt, but like credit card debt is bad debt. 
I think it's really unhelpful to categorize things as good or bad. I would rather look at them and have you start looking at them as, especially when it comes to debt, was this a productive use of my money or was this maybe an unproductive use of my money, right? So if I think about our home, our mortgage was a very productive use of our money. If I think about my education and courses I've invested in, mentors I've invested in, was that a productive use of my money? Yes, for the most part, I believe those were productive uses of my money. Product That debt was productive. Are there ways that going into debt could be unproductive? Yes, I believe there are. If you're going into debt simply to keep up with the Joneses, to just buy more things that you can't afford, is that unproductive? That's an unproductive way of using debt or using your money? Yes, I think we can label it that way. So, But we're not going to get into labeling these things. I think that's something for you to really start looking at, but I wanted to introduce those terms of productive versus unproductive instead of good versus bad, because I think when we look at something as either being productive or unproductive, it takes some of the feeling out of it and it allows us to look at it from a more objective place. And if we can remove some of the emotion, because money is so emotional, you guys, Money is so emotional. So if we can remove some of the motion just by shifting the terms that we're using so that it allows us to look at these things in a little bit more of an objective way, then we can take a step back and we can start asking ourselves helpful questions and we can start looking for patterns and learning the lessons we need to learn in order to create change. So let's start looking at Is the debt that I'm acquiring, do I feel like that's productive debt or do I feel like that might be unproductive debt in terms of it helping me to get where I ultimately desire to go, right? In terms of helping me to create the vision of my life that I truly desire, is that debt productive in doing that or is it unproductive in doing that? So the first thing we have to do if we're going to start shifting how we look at debt and the actions we take toward debt is we have to shift the narrative around debt. Okay, are you sitting here listening to these episodes feeling motivated, inspired, and ready to make some moves? You've got that deep fire in your belly, that deep desire in your soul to courageously meet your edge, to create movement, to activate your next level because you know you've only touched the surface of what you're capable of. Are you ready to create the life that you've always desired, to embody the woman that you've always desired to be? Here's the thing, you know something is missing, you just can't quite put your finger on what it is. You know what you desire is possible. You're just not quite sure how to get there and what's holding you back. You've been contemplating making a move and investing in yourself in a major way, but you just haven't pulled the trigger yet. You're excited, you're anxious, and you're nervous, but you know in your gut that you're ready. In my mentorship containers, I'm able to quickly see the subconscious beliefs and patterns that have been holding you back from the things that you ultimately desire. The ones that are so deeply buried in your subconscious in your shadow that you can't see them. Together we're going to investigate layer after layer after layer to expose 
all of the things hidden under the surface creating resistance. I'm going to help you bring those things to the surface to examine them and release them. I'm going to challenge your ways of thinking, being, and doing, and I'm going to reflect back to you where you're being small, where you're dimming your light, and the things that you're hiding. And then from there, I'm going to help you connect the dots to get clear on your next level and then support you as you take those leaps. I'm going to hold you accountable as you ascend. It's going to feel exhilarating, freeing, spacious, like a breath of fresh air, and at times, scary and challenging. My one-on-one mentorship and mastermind are now enrolling, but spots are very limited. Click the link in the show notes to learn more about what these containers entail, or just shoot me a quick direct message on Instagram at Lauren underscore Francois to chat and see if we're a good fit for each other and which container makes the most sense for you. So you have debt at this point, right? Like that, we're going to assume that you have debt at this point, but it doesn't matter how you got it, okay? So we're not going to go into, well, why did you do this? And why did you do that? And that probably wasn't the best decision. That really doesn't matter right now. That matters in terms of looking at, okay, are there certain patterns that have gotten me here? And do I have to look at those patterns and the stories I'm telling myself around those patterns and the beliefs I have that have created these patterns to change those so that I don't continue to do the same thing over and over again and put myself in this situation? Yes, it is helpful for that. But right now, for the purposes of this conversation, it doesn't matter how you got it, okay? You have it. You can't change the past. So sitting and beating yourself up over what you did previously is unhelpful and unproductive. That is just actually going to create this vicious cycle of you continuing to create the same reality over and over and over again. And this is where shame comes in. When we tell ourselves these negative, unhelpful stories around the debt that we have, and we have these unhelpful feelings that we feel, it actually just creates more of the same. But this is the cycle that we get ourselves in. So you can't change the past, you guys. What is, is what is. What's done is done. There's no point in going back and beating yourself up over decisions that you made or didn't make years ago. That is not going to help you change in the future. So it's time to let that go. The question now is, what are you going to do about it? It's time to take radical self-responsibility. What are you going to do about it? If you want to do something different, first you have to feel a different way, you have to think a different way, and you have to identify differently. That is going to lead to different actions, different patterns, different habits. So I'm going to lead you through a series of questions that I want you guys to really sit down and think about. And these are questions that are going to help you shift your narrative, shift your beliefs, shift your identity so that you then can shift your actions and your patterns and your habits. But it all 
starts here. It all starts with this mindset and this energy and this emotion that we have around it and really looking at that first. So the first question I have for you is what stories are you telling yourself about your debt currently? And I'll give you a couple examples. Are you saying, I'll never be able to pay this off? Are you saying, I can't do anything fun until it's paid off? Are you saying, I'm such a hypocrite for getting myself into this. I shouldn't have done that. I can't believe I did that. Gosh, why did I do that? Are you beating yourself up over past decisions that you made and making yourself feel really, really bad? Are you feeling that shame? So what stories are you telling yourself about your debt currently? That's the first question. Really want you to sit and think about the stories that you are consistently telling yourself around the debt that you currently have. Now the next question, this is question two. What meaning are you giving your debt? Because like I said, debt is neutral until we give it meaning. Everything is neutral until we give it meaning. We are the ones who give things meaning. And meaning is subjective. The meaning one person gives can be completely different than the meaning someone else gives. Like I said, the way the ultra wealthy look at debt and the meaning they give it is very, very, very different than the way the majority of people look at debt and the meaning that they give it. So what meaning are you giving your debt? What are you making your debt mean about your situation? What are you making your debt mean about you? That is a really powerful question to ask yourself. What am I making my debt mean about me as a person? Because we tend to internalize these things and we make them part of our identity. So I want to give you this example because I thought it was such a brilliant example and it's in Amanda Francis's book. And she talks about how there was a point when she was making, I think, multi-millions. She was making multi-millions within her business, and she still had like $80,000 of student loan debt because she had gone to a more expensive college, and then she got her master's, and she was in a PhD program. So she had accumulated student loan debt, a, a good amount of student loan debt over the years, and she said she still had about $80,000 of student loan debt left and she was making multi-millions, but she was still just making the minimum payments, minimum monthly payments on her debt because at that point, it wasn't a priority for her to pay off the debt, right? There were other things she wanted to do with her money. So her plan was, I'm just gonna make the minimum monthly payments and I feel fine about that and I'm not gonna make the debt mean anything, Having that debt doesn't mean I can't go off and travel the world. I can't buy myself nice things like that plan feels good right now. And I'm just going to leave it there and I'm not going to make it mean anything. Just because I have multi-millions doesn't mean I have to prioritize paying off this debt. Right now, some people would look at that and say, well, that's a good plan. And other people would look at it, that and say, well, that's a bad plan. But that, again, is very, very subjective. 
So she was like, I was just, you know, living my life, doing my thing, making multi-millions. I still had this student loan debt sitting here and I was fine with it until she was like, I got to a point where that didn't feel good anymore. And then at that point, I was like, you know what? I really don't want to have this debt anymore. I'm going to make it a priority to pay off this debt. She came up with a plan that felt good and she paid off that debt very quickly. But I thought that was such a great example of how she took the meaning out of the debt. She was able to neutralize the debt. She didn't give it any meaning. She didn't make it mean that she had to do this or she had to do that or she couldn't do this or she couldn't do that. It was just there, right? So I want you to think about that. Like what meaning are you giving your debt and what are you making your debt mean about you? That's the second question. And actually the third question. So what meaning are you giving your debt is the second question. And the third question is, what are you making your debt mean about you? And I hope that when you really sit down and think about these things, it's very enlightening. And it a pattern becomes apparent. So now the fourth question. Are all of these things helpful or unhelpful in creating change? Are the stories you tell, you're telling yourself, the beliefs you have, the meaning that you're giving debt, and what you're making your debt mean about you, are those helpful to you in creating change or are they unhelpful? I'm guessing the majority of you are going to say that they are unhelpful. If they are unhelpful, then we have to change them. Because we know that our thoughts, beliefs, and stories lead to our skills and knowledge, which lead to our behaviors and our actions and habits. So to create lasting change, we have to change these things first. So the next question is, which is question five, what if you chose to look at your debt situation differently? What if you chose to look at your debt situation differently? What if you chose to tell a different story? What if you chose to start to believe different beliefs? So a couple questions to ask yourself as you look at, as you think about the answer to this question. So these are questions underneath question five. Are you grateful for what you received for that debt? Are you grateful for what you received for that debt? Would you give it back or do it differently if you had the chance? So for some of you, the answer is going to be, yes, I am grateful for what I received for that debt. And no, I would not go back and give back that experience or do things differently. So if that's your answer, instead of looking at that debt as bad, you get to look at that debt as productive, as helping you to create the life you ultimately desire, as helping you get to the vision of your life that you've always wanted, right? I asked a former client this question when she was really struggling with debt and she was talking about student loan debt and she was talking about traveling and I said, 
would you go back and do things differently? Would you not go to school? Would you not have done that? And she was like, no. I'm like, well, then why are we feeling so bad about this step? If if we wouldn't have done it differently, if we wouldn't have taken those things back, then what is the reason for feeling bad about it? So that's the first sub-question. Perhaps your answer is no. Perhaps you do not feel grateful for what you received. Perhaps you feel like it was an unproductive use of your debt. So if not, the question becomes, are you willing to take responsibility and now learn from your mistakes? Because every experience is a learning opportunity, right? If we're really willing to look at it, take the emotion out of it, take radical self-responsibility and look at it and say, okay, why did I do this? What, what was I thinking? Where did I go wrong? What could have been a better, more productive choice, right? We get to really use our mistakes as learning opportunities, use our failures as learning opportunities so that we don't make the same mistake again. But that requires us to take radical self-responsibility. So only when we accept ourselves just as we are can we then create change. We have to accept ourselves just as we are first before we're going to be able to create change. So what if you chose to look at things differently? What if you chose to look at the debt that you have differently? If you wouldn't go back and change things, if you would still do things the same way, if you're grateful for what you received in place of that debt, then we get to be grateful for the fact that we are able to pay something off over time. I would never look at our mortgage for this house and be ungrateful, right? I'm grateful that we were able to get a mortgage that allowed us to buy this home that we live in. So I never felt bad about that debt because I was grateful for what I received. And if you're not feeling grateful, then are you willing to learn from this mistake? or from this action that you took that was not the most productive use of your debt or your money. Because as long as you're willing to learn, it's not a failure. But you have to be willing to learn from it. So the next question, which I believe is question six, is what is your priority now? So we've looked at the stories we're telling ourselves about the debt. We've looked at the meaning we're giving it. We've looked at what we're making it mean about us. We've looked at is that helpful or unhelpful. We've looked at what if you chose to look at it differently. We're now going to choose to look at it differently. What are some new stories that you can tell? Based on how you answered those questions, what are new stories that you would like to tell that are more helpful, that are more productive in getting you to where you ultimately desire to go. Because again, in order to create new behaviors, actions, and habits, we have to have new stories, new beliefs, and new identities. So if you chose to look at things differently, 
What are some new stories you're going to tell around your debt? From there, the next question is, what is your priority right now? Like what would feel the best for you right now with regards to your debt? Is it simply to make the minimum monthly payments? And that is totally fine if that is your priority right now. Perhaps you're prioritizing other things with your money or you would like to prioritize other things with your money. So you're like, you know what? Feels really good. I'm going to make the minimum monthly payments and then I'm going to take any excess money that I have and I'm going to put that towards investing or I'm going to put that towards saving for a vacation or I'm going to put that towards whatever, buying myself something nice. Is that what the priority is right now? Or perhaps your priority is you want to pay your debt off faster. What is your priority? Not what is society telling you to do. Not what do you think you should do. What do you want to do right now? What would feel the best? So I'm going to give you a couple examples from my own personal life. I bought a car in 2016, I believe it was. Maybe it was 2015. I'm not sure. 2016, I think. (laughs) I bought a car in 2016. And it was, I put a chunk down, but then I had a car payment. And during the lifetime of me owning that car, I always made the minimum payments on that car. It was not a priority for me to pay the car off faster than what the monthly payments were. And after a few years, we decided to sell that car because I needed a bigger car because we were having another baby. And so when we sold that car, I still had a chunk that I owed on that car payment. And that was paid off when we sold the car. However, when we bought the next car, again, we put down a chunk, but I had a car payment. And at that point, I was like, you know what? I really just don't like having a car payment. I haven't had a car payment the majority of my life. I've been very blessed in that sense that I haven't had to have a car payment for the majority of my life. And so when I did have a car payment, I didn't really love having a car payment. So when we bought the second car, I was like, you know what? We're going to make the minimum monthly payments, but if we have extra coming in, I really would like to pay off this car. I just don't like the feeling of having a car payment. Now, based on the interest rate of that car payment, which was basically zero, some financial advisors would say that was a dumb choice because that's basically free money and you could have used that excess money that you were then putting towards paying off your car to invest and other people would say, no, it's a great idea to pay off your car because then you don't have the debt on your car. Again, everyone's going to say something different. So I think it really comes down to what feels best for you. And for me personally, I just didn't like the feeling of having a car payment. So I could look at that and be like, well, what am I making that mean about myself? And, you know, we could go deeper there. But for the purposes of this example, I just didn't like having the feeling of having a car payment. So I was like, you know what, I want to pay it off faster. And we did. We paid it off in a year and a half. And I have been driving that car for five years now. So I haven't had a car payment for a really long time. And as we talk about getting a new car for me, I have thought about 
well, it might make more sense this time to just put down a chunk but not pay for the whole thing in cash and have a car payment even if we could pay for the whole thing in cash. We'll see, depending on the interest rates and our financial situation, we'll see what makes the most sense. But this is a case where at one time, one thing felt good and then it didn't feel good anymore and the priority shifted and so I did something different. The same thing happened with our home. So we had a mortgage and we were making the monthly payments on the mortgage for the first few years we were living in the house. And then as our income grew, my husband and I both said, you know what, we want to make it a priority to pay off our mortgage. Again, some financial advisors would look at that, that and be like, well, that was stupid because you had a really low interest rate. And other people would say, no, that was a great great." thing to do because now you completely own your home and you don't have any mortgage. It just depends on the person. These things are actually very subjective, but it really just comes down to what feels best to you because it's your life and it's your money and you get to do things your way. So we decided, you know what, even though we have a super low interest rate, we want to pay off our house. We just, it feels really good to have no mortgage and no amount coming out every month for a car payment or a mortgage. So we made it a priority to start putting any excess that was coming in towards our mortgage and we were able to pay off our house in a year. And so those are two instances where the priority shifted. It wasn't a priority for a while and then it was a priority simply because we decided we wanted to make it a priority. But we didn't give either thing a good or bad meaning, right? It wasn't like this is good and this is bad. It was like, what do we want to do? Based on our vision that we have for our life and our money, what do we want to do? And that's what we did. So the last question I would ask you is what plan would support you and would feel the best right now? I think the big thing is coming up with a plan that you can get behind. Coming up with a plan that you can get behind because when you have a plan that you can get behind, then you can stop telling yourselves all or yourself all these unhelpful stories, right? You created a plan, you're using the plan, now you don't have to think about it. Go off and do what you wanna do. You've got the plan in place. I would highly, highly, highly recommend automatic transfers if you are wanting to, uh, if you're doing more than like a minimum monthly payment, and I'm going to do a podcast episode on this because automatic monthly or weekly or monthly transfers are like the most incredible thing. But I would highly recommend if you're going to do something above and beyond what the minimum is to set up automatic transfers because then you're not relying on your willpower or your motivation to go in and move money. It just happens without you having to do anything. But what is a plan that would support you and feel the best? Once we take the shame away, we can make the necessary changes. Once we're willing to take some of the emotion out of the situation that we're in, which is not easy because, again, money is very, very emotional, and we make money mean so many things about us. We give money so much meaning. We give debt so much meaning. We tie it into our identities and our self-worth, and 
there's a lot of work that we have to do around that. A lot of shadow work, a lot of worthiness work. But if we can take a little bit of that emotion out of it and we can take radical self-responsibility for where we are, we can start shifting the meaning. We can start shifting the stories that we tell. We can start shifting the beliefs. And all of those things are going to allow us to create a new plan, create new actions, create new habits that are going to support us in getting to where we ultimately want to be. So I hope that this episode was enlightening. I hope it was insightful. I hope it helped you to look at some of the things that have been holding you back from really making the kind of changes you want to make around your debt. I hope it gave you a new way of looking at and approaching your debt. Because like I said, I had a conversation recently with a previous one-on-one client who was really, really struggling with this. And I just was very open and honest with her. And I was like, you know what? You're never going to create change from this place of shame and this place of badgering yourself and this negative self-talk and this meaning you're giving it. What if we just shifted those things? You have a plan. You know what the plan is. You can't change what's in the past. It's already done. So instead of beating ourselves up about it, and really creating this negative, unhelpful, unproductive cycle, what if we just changed the narrative, removed the emotion, and then we're able to look at this from an objective place so we can pull the lessons out of it. We can look at, okay, why did this happen? What went wrong, if you will, in this situation? What did I do that I wouldn't do again? What am I going to do in the future so that we don't get ourselves into this situation again? So there was a lot of positive that was extracted from this situation that wouldn't have been extracted from the situation if we were just sitting in this negative, shameful, unproductive, unhelpful loop of beating ourselves up over the fact that we were in this situation in the first place. Okay, now I want to hear from you guys. Head on over to Instagram and let me know what you thought of this episode, if it resonated. I love hearing from you. I love hearing your feedback. Leave me a review. Oh, I would love it if you left me a review on the podcast with regards to this episode or any episode that really resonated with you. That would be so helpful and I would be so appreciative. And with that, I will let you go and I will talk to you at our next episode. Bye. Okay, you wealthy woman, real quick before you go, if you found value in today's episode, please subscribe, share this with your friends and leave me a review. Leaving a review is so simple, but I didn't know how to do it at the beginning either. So I'm going to walk you through it. All you have to do is whatever app you're listening to this podcast on, find this show, The Wealthy Woman, scroll down, you'll see stars. And with those stars, you can leave me a rating and review. I'd love you so much for taking the time to do this. In all honesty, the reviews are what help the podcast get into the hands of other women desiring to create true wealth and manifest their dream lives. Okay, I'll let you get back to your day. See you next time.